FM 96.1 and AM 1170. The Answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Auto Know with Dave Stahl. With 30-plus years of automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Auto Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back. This is You Auto Know, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. This is brought to you by Hot Rods and Custom Stuff. Go to hotrodscustomstuff.com. For all your hot rod needs, whether you're buying a car, selling a car, or working on a car, hot rods and custom stuff can hook you up. Also, this segment is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you happen to own a uh, grocery store or if you own a uh, convenience store of any kind and you're having problems getting a hold of employees, well, Southwest Point of Sale can hook you up with NCR self-checkout system for grocery stores and convenience stores. Labor costs are skyrocketing and finding good people are difficult. Hey, if Walmart, Home Depot, and Costco see a value, then you need to jump in on the game. And Southwest Point of Sale can make it happen for you. With service 24-7, seven days a week on anything and everything they sell, call 800-540-2149. 800-540-2149. You can talk to Jeff. Mark, Beth, Ted, Tony, and Ramon, and they'll take care of you like family. Remember, 800-540-2149, or you can go to Facebook and like them at Southwest POS. That's Facebook.com slash Southwest POS.com. All right. Hey, I did an interview uh, just uh, uh, last week, and it was... uh, Oh, what did I do with the paperwork? Well, son of a gun. And I took it and hit it. What it was I? with Jason Mace. There you go. Here it is. Jason Mace, Mach-E, marketing manager, talking about the new Mustang Mach-E GT. Hang on. Take a listen. All right, folks. Hey, you know, everybody's seen the Mach-E. We had it on KUSI TV. I got so much traction on that. I couldn't believe it. But then, of course, you know, nobody's happy with just one thing. They all said, well, where's the GT? Where's the GT Performance Edition? I just told them to chill. So we got Jason on the line, Mace, from, he's the marketing manager for Mach-E. So tell these people what they need to hear about, Jason. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on, by the way. So My those people weren't wrong. I mean, if you're going to have a Mustang, you've got to have a GT, right? Uh, right. Everyone, everyone knows the GT, and we're, we're ready to give it to you. Um, so the Mustang Mach-E GT, we start uh, ordering this Wednesday, April 28th. But more importantly, what is it? Well, it's a super fast version of the Mustang Mach-E. Uh, what I mean by that is 0 to 60 times, start at 3.8 seconds. And if you opt up to a performance edition of the GT, it's 3.5 seconds, 0 to 60. So blisteringly fast. I was going to say, you weren't happy enough with what it was before. I mean, you had to just hammer it out even faster i mean how fast do people need to go to the grocery store i mean sometimes you just need to get that box of cheese it's in a hurry you know that but well, more, you know, more, hey. more importantly again if it's going to be a mustang you got to have a gt version and if you're going to have an electrified product it's got to be exciting i mean i think we've all learned as manufacturers that when we launched some initial evs a few years back that we delivered great range and maybe great uh or fuel economy on a hybrid but as we're finding out, uh, customers really want something that looks great, is a lot of fun, and gives them that emissionless driving experience they're looking for. So here it is. Well, and not only that, and a lot of people will say, well, what are you talking about? The fact that you slapped Magna Ride underneath that car, that is just going to be the cherry on, on the Sunday because, yes, you got 0 to 60. Yes, you've got all the power you want, but it's got to stick to the ground. It's got a handle, and I don't think you could have picked a better suspension system than Magna Ride. That's just my own personal opinion. 
I, I think you're right on. And I think hopefully when customers get behind the wheel, they'll say the same thing as you. I mean, we talked about how fast it can go, but when you have that kind of speed, you've got to have control. And Magnaride gives that flat feeling through turns. It gives that adaptive suspension element you need for a smooth ride. But couple that also with performance seats. The Ford Performance Racing Team has taken its engineering prowess and applied it to seats now. So you've got nice bolstering seats to keep you in place. You've got Magnaride to keep you flat in corners. And you've got up to 634 pound-feet of torque to launch you instantly in an EV to have some fun. Okay, so with that, you've only got, what, 10-mile range? (laughs) (laughs) We start with 250 miles range on the GT, and then that performance edition uh, drops just a little bit down to 235 miles range. But you put that in perspective, 235 to 250, that's going to get you more than a few trips to the store to get your Cheez-Its, your daily commute, uh, nice nice drive on the Pacific Coast Highway, a little jog around San Diego. So it's, it's got quite a bit of range with all that speed and capability. I was totally joking, but I, cause I already read that it was 250 miles, but you know, I'm, I'm Mr. Hyper miler. I mean, everybody knows me cause whatever you say the car gets, I usually get sometimes up to 10% more because unless you take me to a racetrack, I'm going to drive it pretty much like it was built, you know, stay within the speed limits. Don't be screaming around, you know, dodging in and out, even though that's one of the downsides, believe it or not to COVID, especially out here. There's not as many cars on the road, so all of a sudden everybody thinks it's a racetrack, which is stupid. But it's fun to see how much mileage you can get out of it. But you're absolutely right. Now, if you've got the the performance or just the the, the GT, you need to get around somebody. They won't even know you were there. I mean, you'll it'll be a blink of an eye, and you'll be ahead of them and and back down to normal speed. No, you're right on. I mean, you hit it right on the head, the nail right on the head. With an EV, there is no torque curve, there's no wind-up, there's no launch. It's just instantaneous, and then you just back off, and you can use regenerative braking to slow down and charge the battery up at the same time. It's pretty cool. I mean, you know better than I do, and Californians know better than the rest of the world uh, just how cool EVs can be, and now you know, just another flavor to add a little more excitement to the choices. And as a disclaimer, if you get one, you will not become Ken Block, so don't even try. <laughs> Uh, I have been told, uh, despite my best efforts, I'm, I'm nowhere close to Ken Block or Von Kitten Jr. when I get behind the wheel. But it is fun. But I got to tell you, that's if anybody gets a chance, Google uh, Mach E GT Ken Block and, and sit down and hang on to your chair because man, that is the most. Um, I, I just I, I still get goosebumps every time I watch that video. It's crazy. Oh, it is. The Mach-E 1400, the demonstrator car we put out there, was just kind of out there as a little bit of a myth buster. Like, a lot of folks don't know that EVs can be so much doggone fun, can do crazy things, and they really can. I mean, it's, it's um, for those uh, who are looking at EV technology, wondering if it's right for them, we talked about the range a little bit earlier, but also yeah. the fact that, you know, you've got incredible cargo space because the battery is under the vehicle. You don't have an engine in the front, so you've got extra storage space. It meets your lifestyle. It can deliver emissionless driving. It can be fun. And then you see examples like the Mach-E 1400, the demonstrator car we put together. And it's just insanely fun. But that's part of the challenge. I mean, you, you, you can make a car with zero, zero emissions, but you, or you can make a Mustang Mach-E GT and have fun doing it. And that's really what we wanted to bring to the marketplace. Right. 20-inch tires and wheels, a Brembo brakes, because you got to stop as well as go forward. So, if you don't have a performance braking system, it could be a little on the hairy side. Any uh, new and wild colors? I know, you know, the blue that came out that was kind of running around the press fleet was pretty amazing. But are you going to be adding any different colors to the palette for the future buyers? Yeah, we've got two unique colors for the GT. So that grabber blue you referred to, we just snuck out there on the first edition, which we built a very small quantity of. Uh, we launched uh, reservations back in November of 2019. The Grabber Blue comes in on the GT, and then Cyber Orange, which is a dynamite color. So if, if folks listening go to Ford.com on Wednesday, you'll have the chance to you know build and price a GT. You can order one from the comforts of your couch or on your smartphone. While you're in there, you can see the cool colors like the Cyber Orange and the Grabber Blue. Check out the details that we've been talking about in the Performance Edition. Um, kind of a nice wink to history. If you're again, if you have a fast Mustang, Grabber Blue and a really cool orange or two. Hallmark colors. 
So are you going to limit production, or is it going to be you're going to build as many as people order? Uh, yes. So what I mean by that is we think we're going to sell out in the 21 model year very quickly. Um, because we've been taking reservations for it since November of 2019. So we've got folks ready to go. So on Wednesday, they're going to get a chance to convert those reservations. But we will take new orders too. Uh, and we think, based on what we're seeing for early demand, we'll be sold out in the 21 model year pretty quickly. But yeah. uh, from there, we'll start up a 22 model year later on this calendar year. So I would say if you want one, um, get in there on Wednesday and place an order. Well, and if you're a collector of any any form at all, this is the year to get one. So if you're going to do it, you better get on the stick right now and go to Ford.com and order your your Mach-E whether the, uh, with the GT Performance or just the GT. Because I'm going to tell you, folks, you know, you, you know, it's like the GT will probably give you everything you ever wanted. The Performance Edition, that's going to be pretty exciting as well. So either one would be my choice. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the base Mach-E, but, I mean, to me, I mean, I love the, the fact that you're coming out with a GT and a performance edition. I think it's going to be, it's going to fill a niche that no one has really done in the electric vehicle market, and surprise, surprise, Ford would be the first one to come out with it. I'm really, 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 really looking forward to it, and I think... You know, there were some people saying, well, what do you call it, a Mustang? It's an electric vehicle. But I think the GT will will squelch any and all of those concerns from people that, you know, wish you had called it something else. I, I think this is going to fix the problem. I agree, Dave. And I've had the good fortune to work on Mustang for several years, including Bullets and Shelbys and lots of special editions. And I know how much fun uh, the Mustang Coupes and Convertibles are and how sacred that Mustang nameplate is to a lot of fans out there. That's why it's been the best-selling sports car in the, in the world the last few years and why it's been in continuous production for 56-plus years. But there's room to expand the stable. It's not a replacement. It's a nice compliment for someone like me. My kids looked at me and said, Dad, can you grow up? We'd like to have a back seat to sit in. So the Mustang Mach-E lets my kids sit in the back seat, have some room, and I get to have fun driving still. And that's a key part. So it's an addition to the stable, not a substitution. And the GT kind of completes that story arc to your point. I mean, uh, you got to have the you got to have the credibility. Yeah, and I told everybody Ford didn't say they're going to stop building the Mustang, you know, V8 or V6. They no one ever said that. This is just another car added to the stable. And in my situation, where I live in San Diego, I've got a, a level two charger and I got solar panels. So this car would be absolutely perfect in my driveway. So. And because I'll never get that much performance out of a gas engine. I mean, unless it's a thousand horsepower, right? No, right on. You won't. Yeah. So, so this best of both worlds. I can wave at the gas stations when I drive by, and and with that type of a range, I mean, L.A. and back is no problem. And with the infrastructure finally, slowly but surely coming together, you know, you'll be able to go cross country in a Mach E GT if you so choose. Uh, or maybe run uh, run from uh, run the Route 66. What a great uh, what a great event that would be. No, you, you hit it right on. I mean, it's it's uh, the infrastructure is there. It's coming. The DC yeah. fast charging for the quick charges, the level two charging infrastructure on the go, and I think uh, you know better than most. Uh, a lot of those chargers are hidden in plain sight. So we have taken the time to stitch all these different charging networks together under the Ford Pass charging network. So there are you know, tens of thousands of chargers literally at your disposal with one account. So you just kind of plug in and let it know you're on the Ford Pass network and you're good to go. But the reason I bring that up is um, as you go across country, it can be done. We've had, we've seen the stories where people are already going across, finding the chargers, no problem, including the fast chargers. And it's exci- it's an exciting time for EV growth, not just for Ford, but for the industry. And like I said, in California where you are, uh, folks have really embraced it. And um, this is the right vehicle, right time. You can have fun. You can have, do it without guilt, and yep. uh, you can. it's very livable, and that's the key. Uh, Ten years ago, I don't think we could make that same statement, but we certainly can now. You're absolutely right. All right, buddy. Hey, it's good talking to you. I can't wait to hear what's coming down the road, and hopefully I'll be lucky enough to win the lotto and go on that next press event when we can do it safely. All right, Dave. Thanks very much. All right, buddy. Take care. 
All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. This is You Ought to Know right here on FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Express Auto Service. Go to expressautoservicelamesa.com for all your automotive needs. They work on all my clunkers, and they keep them running tip-top. Dave and Connie, family-owned and operated. Uh, Carl and Paul, it's a small shop, but, man, do they rock it out. Give them a call at 619-463-1484. All right. Hey, we've got Kristen Barclay on the line. She is rocking an Acura. I have not been able to get the Acura line for a while. It looks like they're finally going to break away. They didn't want to move any vehicles during COVID, so I got an email the other day, and I've got an MDX coming. Haven't been in it. What did you think? Well, you know, it's new. They've, they've revamped the 2022 Acura MDX, and uh, I, I think uh, all the, the changes are pretty good. It's definitely positive improvements. Um, I know you and I have talked about this previously, and, like, you say you don't really mind the two screens, and for me, I don't like it because I think it has that dated look. Um, and so in this new one, they, they've gone to one screen. Um, uh-huh. It's a 12.3-inch central display, so I love that. Um, the hang-up is that it has a touchpad controller to operate it. And, you know, Acura says um, that it's a, it's a memory control thing, muscle memory, and, like, once you kind of get used to it, um, you're good. I got really frustrated with it. However, you know, the, the, in fairness, instead of trying to work it to get to um, a, a radio station, I just learned to use the voice control and say, you know, hey, tune to whatever, and that worked. So, um, you know, it's, I, I'm sure, you know, we've had this conversation like every week, right, that if you had the vehicle long-term and you, you know, got used to it, then, you know, muscle memory kick in and it'd be easy. But, uh, you know, the, the week I had it, I just, resorted to the uh, voice control and I was happy that it was responsive because I swear sometimes I could be like navigate to Dave's house and it's like you want the day off and it's like no navigate to Dave's house I know you took Friday off and it's like how are you getting that (laughs) (laughs) well you know and I think because technology's there it's not perfect but I think they should eliminate the rotary knobs other than to shift it into gear but if you're using a rotary knob or a or a or a a mouse pad to navigate. I think all that should go away and they should have a very sophisticated voice activation. Like if you said, I want to listen to XM 90 and they should just put it on. Cause I mean, that's my challenge. Cause if I want to, cause I listen to more than one radio station and if I want to move around and I'm driving, you talk about distractive driving situation when you're trying to fumble through their menu to get from one radio station to another, especially if they don't have knobs. I think they should just start putting their money into voice activation and be done with all of this other sophisticated stuff. Well, and I totally follow you. And again, that's where, you know, different, different life stages, right? For you, that would work for me with two kids in the background that talk constantly might not work because uh, I can't get them to be quiet long enough for the for the car to hear what I'm saying. Gotcha. Um, you know, either they've got their devices running or they're on their phone or whatever. So yeah, look, I totally feel you. I like the backup touchscreen. Um, so that way, for whatever reason, and I think that they're making the car smarter and smarter to where, you know, a lot of these cars now have profiles. And so the car knows your profile. It's got your six stations or your eight stations mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I think, I think we're getting to the, the point where it's, it's going to be easier. Um, you know, this is uh the MDX is the midsize three-row SUV, but it's midsize. And so a friend of mine um, looked at it, and she's like, well, you know, how usable is the third row? And I'm like, you know, it's it's usable if you're a small kid. It's usable if you're a pet. It's not usable for her husband's over six feet tall, but it's midsize. It's not supposed to be usable for a six-foot-tall um, adult. That you you got to step up to, like, a full-size SUV for that. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty. They made, they made some changes where uh, I think they stepped up from a nine-speed transmission to a ten-speed. It's a three-five-liter V6, plenty of power handles really well um you know they definitely updated their technology they've got the wireless capability for the apple carplay and the android auto which is great because now that that means you know every time you're plugging in your phone to charge it doesn't automatically start um you know taking over your system which you and i both know is is frustrating at times Mm. um the the um gauges are now digital which i'm a big fan of that and i'll tell you one thing that i absolutely loved 
And again, this is a factor of being in a different car every week and having to learn a new car constantly. I love it when they make the camera easy to find because my driveway, which we've talked about, is a pain. It's a monster, and I need the camera. And there's sometimes when I'm in a new press vehicle where I spend a couple minutes trying to figure out where is the camera. Like, I need the camera right now. I need the front camera. Um, On this one, it was on the turn signal or the wiper blade area, I guess. Really? Um, So it was great. Yeah, so you just push the button right there. Boom, camera up. I could see where I was going. Um, just it, it's little things like that that sell a vehicle for me because it meets my needs. Um, but it also reminds me of telling friends. I've had a lot of friends that are car shopping uh, right now because you know the interest rates are so low, um, and and they're always like, you know, what's what what sells a vehicle to you? Like what's and I was like, you know, what for me, it's convenience factors that don't you necessarily won't use. And see that button right there? That's probably something that's not that big of a deal to you, but for me, it was a uh, really important feature yeah and i hate it when they don't have like a front camera because i've gotten very used to a a front camera especially if i'm parking and if it doesn't have it it's like wait a minute what do you mean you don't have a front camera you know then it gets very very frustrating so and and i like the fact that if i'm in a tight situation that when i put it into reverse back out you get the backup camera that's great and then put it into drive it needs to automatically go to a front camera until you get up over a certain mile per hour. Not everybody's doing it. Yes, it's probably coming. But to me, that's a selling point. If I'm looking to buy a car, those are the things I look for. And I would think that all the manufacturers would jump on that. I completely agree. And especially with vehicles that have that 360, I love the fact, too, when you can configure it. So, like, if I can click to get a specific view, because, you know, every situation is different. And, we're coming into festival season. You know, things are starting to slowly kind of return back to normal where people can go to concerts and festivals. And you, you've been there. You know, you go to the festival and everybody's parking on a grass lot. And, you know, you're, you're doing the, the parking in a normal spot like everybody else. But there's one person that comes up and just can't comprehend parking in a row. And so they park at a strange angle. And then when you go to leave, you know, you're playing like three-point turn roulette um trying to get away from them well you have those 360 degree cameras and you can go in and pick your angle it's super helpful for not hitting the uh i won't say what i would call them that decided to park creatively behind you (laughs) and uh you know just it 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 solves that issue well it's funny Um, another thing i really yeah uh, go ahead that's okay i was just gonna say i went to a racetrack last night local and uh, there was hardly any place to park and i found this what i would consider a creative parking spot until I came back and realized where I had parked. I'm almost right in the middle of the road. But it looked creative. Oh, but no. Yeah, I know. But I was off the road enough where people could get by, but I thought to myself, well, that's a stupid place to park. But it didn't have <laughs> it didn't have cameras in the front. And I so I didn't really know where I was at unless I got out and then got back in and got out and got back in. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. I love I I'm you know, I love safety equipment. I'm all for that, but the cameras are extremely important. Yeah, and you know another convenience feature that I liked about the uh, the Acura um, was that the the middle seat in the second row is removable. So oh. like if you've got if you're using that third row, you know like for most people to have a three row SUV, most people don't use the third row on a full time basis. Right. So it's kind of cool if like you have company in town or you're taking friends somewhere, and then you could take out that middle second row seat, and then the the people in the third row have a little more room to stretch out, a little more mm. legroom, whatever. I thought that was pretty cool. And then also um, I was. Uh, you could push the button in the second row to make the second row seats collapse and slide forward. Um, so I don't remember what we did. I don't know if it was Costco run or whatever, but we had a lot of stuff in the cargo area and something slipped down. And so I'm like trying to kind of reach around. Well, I've gotten to the, the, the stage in life where I, I can overextend and then it hurts the next day. So I'm trying to get creative and I'm like, huh, I'm just going to push the seat and see if that'll do it. Seat move, boom, reach back, got it. You know, all good to go. So, you know, again, it's convenience factors, and it's all like life stages. Um, you know, for, for my brother, he's got much younger children than me. He needs the accessibility to move that seat out of the way so he can get back and strap the kids into the third row when he's got adults riding in the second row um, without having to fully climb into the vehicle yeah. um, or to find that errant stuffed animal that always goes missing at the most inconvenient time. You are so funny. At the age where things start hurting. Are you kidding me? You're still young and you're as spry as a chicken. So don't even go there. You know, I started yard work all of a sudden. I don't know. Oh, why, now I that's now the, now the truth comes out. 
<laughs> yeah, save money, do it yourself. And I went out and pulled like, I don't know, not even a big patch, you know, a patch of weeds oh. that's not as big as the Acker MDX. And the next day I was like, help, help, can't get out of bed, help. I um, know, so I, I know. I mentioned though, uh, 62,175 on this one, um, but mm. it was a top of line and there's four trim levels. So right. you can certainly get into one for a whole lot less. Yeah, and you know, Acura is is the the luxury version of Honda. Uh, one thing that particular model and that manufacturer has is performance, top speeds. I mean, the thing. I mean, they come from a racing heritage. So if you kind of like that Ricky racer, but you've also got a family to deal with, you know, the Honda slash Acura line is is really a kind of a cool way to go. It is. I highly recommend. This is their flagship SUV. They've made a lot of performance-oriented technology changes um, that, that needed to be made. And mm-hmm. now it's actually a vehicle that um, that I think is up with the times and very competitive. Certainly, if you're if you're looking for a mid-size SUV, especially a three-row, I'd put this one on the list to consider. Well, I've got a friend of mine. He's had um, Lexus forever. In fact, I ended up buying his 2004 Lexus RX 300 off of him because his wife wanted a new car. And she, after all the years of them being in, in a Lexus, they didn't like the grill, and there was about two or three other things, and they went right straight to a Acura MDX. Interesting. I can totally see the crossover there, especially because um, Lexus has changed their tuning a lot, and so a lot of their SUVs now have a tighter, uh, sportier mm-hmm. suspension feeling. Mm-hmm. And I know that, that there's you know the demographic that used to buy that they they don't love that Mm-mm. and so i've had friends you know say well well what is it you know what what's the equivalent out there for a luxury i can easily see the crossover where you would move into an acura um because it doesn't have that in your face grill no. and it has a, a very comfortable suspension a great turning radius um and a lot of the same technology so yeah that yeah. makes a lot of sense all right kid how does anybody follow you around uh, NTX on Twitter, uh, follow for news. That's focusdailynews.com. And we're actually got some car reviews up there now too. Um, and then, uh, you can follow Dave, Brian, and myself at, uh, facebook.com backslash YAK radio. I'll talk to you next week. I can't wait. You take care, hug the family, and we'll talk to you down the road. All right. We're going to take a quick break. This is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer all right folks welcome back to the you ought to know show right here on fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer the segment is brought to you by weather machine what a great company to deal with i tell you what weather machine has been around for quite some time and they really 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 uh, do the right thing ac heat and ac they are really, really outstanding. And one of the things that m- makes a weather machine stand out, you know, if you've got an older AC system, and let's say you have some sheet metal issues that, you know, maybe you need to replace that sheet metal, but yet you don't, uh, you can't find anybody that has those parts and pieces. Well, Weather Machine does. That's right. Weather Machine absolutely has their own in-house uh, machine shop and they can take care of everything and all you ever need uh, they've been uh, they got three generations of family that own this business and you really really can't go wrong so if you're looking for good quality uh, heat and air go to weathermachines.net or call them at 619-443-9974 that's 619-443-9974 and make sure you tell them that Dave sent you. They'll really appreciate it. All right, we got Brian Armstead on the line. How you doing, bud? I'm fine, Dave. How are you today? Not doing bad. Well, you called me on the phone. You told me what you're going to review, and I forgot. Well, it's uh, it's not an easy name to forget. It's the Carnival, Dave. Kia Carnival. Yeah, I I, I heard they sent it to you for a couple <laughs> of days. I did get yeah. to, I did see a Facebook post on it. And it really sounds unique. It is, Dave. Uh, it's a, you know, for for lack of a better word, it's a maxi van. I don't want to call it a minivan because mm-hmm. this thing is too substantial to be a minivan. Kia dubs it a MPV, multi-purpose vehicle. You know, manufacturers have a tendency to create their own segments 
BMW, instead of calling their SUVs, SUVs, they call them SAVs, sports mm-hmm. activity vehicles. So Kia, which is still selling the, uh, the really nice Sedona minivan, has come out with a 2022 Carnival MPV multi-purpose vehicle. And it looks like uh, a Sedona that's gone through, you know, Camp uh, Lejeune or, or you know, <laughs> one of the military camps is all buffed up and, and ready to rumble and ready to rumble with its own cousins like the Telluride and the Hyundai Palisade. I mean, this thing seats up to eight people. It is powered by the same 290-horsepower, 3.5-liter V6 that you find in Carnival and in the Hyundai Palisade, but it's got its own unique flavor. It looks like it's broad-shouldered. It's got long flanks and deeply sculpted panels on the uh, on the doors. Up front, you have LED headlights and a wide mouth grill that kind of looks like a wings kind of, uh, you know, it has like a bird's eye look, like a hawk, but then it has a mouth or, or you know, an open beak type of look. Kind of hard to explain, but it, it's built on, the front looks like speed. The sides look like muscle, and the rear looks like purpose. Like, you know, we need to move some folks from A to Z but we need to do it in style safety, really most important safety, because this vehicle is chocked with all the latest advanced driver assist systems and all kinds of safety technician, even more than that's in the uh, Kia Telluride. Um, it's just an incredible looking vehicle. I'm not quite sure the name is going to go over well. You know, some people seem to like it. Some people think it's goofy. But I think after a while, you'll get past the name. And you'll understand that this is truly a unique vehicle. Now, it starts at $32,100, which is about uh, a few coins less than the, uh, the Kia Telluride. And at the top trim level, which is the prestige trim level, it's actually more expensive than a full tilt Telluride prestige. But when I question Kia about it, you know, why would somebody buy a full tilt Carnival? When you can buy a full tilt Telluride, their answer was simple. It has more interior space, has more interior cargo room, and it has more advanced driver assistance systems. Hmm. Now, it comes with what Kia calls DriveWise driver assist technology. My throat's a little uh, scratchy today, so I'm sorry if I'm sounding a little moist. Uh, Forward collision avoidance which includes cyclists and junction turning. You know, left turns are really where people tend to get killed and where severe accidents take place. So mm-hmm. this senses vehicles that are making, you know, illegal left turns or, or jetting right in front of you. And it also, if you're making a left turn, it lets you know if, um, if a motorcycle or a cyclist or someone else is in front of you before you get out there and make that left turn. Blind spot collision avoidance assist rear cross-traffic collision avoidance, safe exit assist, and highway driving assist. Now, I like the safe exit assist because let's say you got a couple of 14-year-old boys, or, you know, your son and, and their friend, or you got a carload of, of teens or kids, and they're headed to football practice or soccer practice, and you get to the venue, you have to park on the side of a, of a road near the school or the field, and they're ready to barge out and go, uh, you know, hit the uh, hit the field. Instead of going out on the grass side, they exit on the roadside. But no, you can't do that in the Kia Carnival mm. because it senses that a car or a vehicle is coming, and those doors will stay locked no matter how hard they try to open that door. Those sensors will say, no, you can't get out on the side until the coast is clear. It's really impressive. Um, you know, technology. And it also has a, uh, a system that senses if there's an occupant or a pet in the back seat, um, you know, during hot days or on any time. That really is, it really is a, a system that saves lives. So, um, you know, on the road, they, they did drop off two of them, Dave, as I explained to you on the telephone. I had the Carnival SX, which comes in at uh, 41. 
$1,100, and I had the Carnival uh, Prestige, which comes in at 46 So, I mean, they're, they're just ready to roll. They're, you know, as you might expect, the Prestige has all the bells and whistles, Dave. Mm. I mean, it's got these really cool middle-row seats. It's a eight, uh, The Prestige is a seven-passenger vehicle because it has these really trick middle seats that are essentially business class airline seats. You can fully recline them. There's a footrest that comes up. These are all power operated seats. Uh, you can put them close to each other. So you have uh, you know, a command view of the, uh, of the digital screens that are on the backrest or of the road ahead. And it's just really cool. You lay back and you know, if, you're, if you have some passengers that are tired or just want to chill and watch a movie, it's a really cool feature. Now, if you're the driver and you want to accommodate somebody in that second row, you can actually push the front passenger seat forward with two buttons that are on the side, the inner side of the uh, of that seat. So while you're driving, you can adjust the uh, the front row seats so that your middle row passengers can uh, can you know actually utilize that stadium or that lounge seating you can also tilt the seat forward a little bit or tilt it back the front seat so if you wanted to help adjust either row you can do it now let's say you want to communicate with the third row they have a feature that allows you to talk to passengers in the third row and actually see them so that's a pretty cool feature as well it's just chalk with um with all kinds of comfort features now i'm looking at the sx trim now starts at 41 in addition to all of the standard features it includes a surround view monitor which allows you to park a lot easier because you can see everything you can see what's you know it kind of gives you an overhead view of your vehicle while you're parking so there's no reason to run into anything anymore because you can see all around the vehicle that dual screen entertainment system in the rear that we talked about beautiful 19 inch black alloy wheels and the uh, SX was treated, was uh, painted, Dave, in a color called ceramic silver, which is like the old dove gray from the Lincoln Continental Mark IV and Mark V back in the day. Remember that dove gray that Lincoln had? This is like a soft gray metallic that is just absolutely stunning. It is a hit. Everybody who saw both, um, both colors that I had, but particularly the ceramic silver, they were like, whoa, if that, you know, is the vehicle I would buy, that's the color that I would get. Uh, roof rack, LED fog lamps, park collision avoidance assist and reverse, memory driver's seat, ventilated front seats, power lumbar, power passenger seat, USB ports everywhere. And in addition, when you're up front, you've got a 12.3-inch screen, and, you know, it's just, it's just the latest. I was in a Subaru Outback uh, Crosstrek this week, and it's a nice car. It's 27000 But I was comparing it to a Kia Sorento that I had recently. And it's just, you know, it's like the, the Outback is nice. The, the, the Subaru vehicles are nice, but they just don't have the technology. They don't have the pizzazz. I mean, with Kia, you can, you can get a vehicle anywhere from 18000 to 40000 it just has pizzazz. You don't have to spend a lot of money to have a luxurious interior, a lot of safety features, and all the boxes checked. The only option on this $41,000 Carnival SX is the ceramic silver paint. It was a $495 option. So with $1,175 of uh, freight and handling charges, 42,770 out the door, 22 miles a gallon combined uh, MPG, 26 highway, 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. This vehicle was built entirely in South Korea. It's well screwed together, as are the vehicles that are built by Kia in Georgia. It doesn't matter where you buy your Kia. They're well-built. They're well-featured, highly contented. And just a terrific buy. Now, also for 2022, Kia has changed their logo. So the KIA is now more of an abstract type of uh, lettering design. 
And when I first when they first came out with it, I'm like, okay, what are you doing, Kia? It looks goofy. But on the new Carnival, it looks just right because the Carnival is edgy and rugged at the same time. So it's a perfect vehicle to kind of hey say, hey, we are the new Kia, and we are about technology and safety and comfort and capability. Now, if they ever outfit this vehicle with all-wheel drive, it'll be a really a massive home run because when you look at um, the way they have it on their consumer website, Dave, at Kia.com, it, it is grouped with the Soul, the Seltos, the Sportage, the Nero, the Sorento, the Telluride. And, you know, so the Carnival is grouped with SUVs, crossovers, and then you have the new MPV category. So could this be the first of several MPVs uh, from Kia? I'm sure that that is the case. And you scroll all the way down, and, you know, the this minivan is at the bottom now, and it's a Sedona. A fine vehicle starts at $30,400. Uh, but, you know, they're moving in a different direction. Will well, there be a hybrid carnival? Yeah. You can bet on it. Will there be an electric carnival coming out? Uh, it may not be called a carnival, but you can bet that that platform will be used uh, in some type of electrification form in the future. What were you going to say, Dave? Well, it, it looks to me like they're going after the suburban slash excursion market because nobody well, in, in the import world is really – gone anywhere near those two vehicles well you know in terms of the amount of people they can carry yes but in terms of the amount of uh the cargo capacity it's not close to suburban okay or excursion okay or, yeah, it's explorer I'm, I'm sorry um yeah excursion when expedition or expedition, uh, yeah, expedition yeah, yeah. Is now, yeah yeah the excursion was just a monster um so I, I don't think that's the case. Ah, but, you gotcha. know, the, uh, the, the Hyundai Group, which owns Kia, you know, they have the new Santa Cruz that's coming out. It's a sporty, smaller mm-hmm. pickup truck that's the size of what the Ranger used to be back in the day with a short bed. You know, you've got the, uh, like, a Kia, um, you know, body on it. I'm, I'm sorry, a Hyundai body on it with a short bed and it's it's really cool well they're building that they're building that on the tucson platform um right and and i don't know i got to see it when i was in uh tucson get it tucson arizona and i liked it i mean i thought oh i like it a lot i think it's gonna fit i think it's gonna fit a market that has been missed with the colorado and the ranger i mean i know that's where the area they were trying to go but they didn't. They miss. I think they missed the mark. Nothing against those two vehicles, but I really think the Santa Cruz is going to fill fulfill a niche that people have uh, really been looking for. Because the Santa, because the the Colorado and the Ranger are much bigger. Now. Yeah, they, but they weren't supposed to be. They were supposed to be right. a mid sized truck, but they. I mean, they're so close to full size. I mean, you got to look twice. You know what the uh, the Tucson? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, the um, uh, Santa Cruz reminds me of Dave. Mm. The old Subaru Brat, <laughs> yeah, you know, kind know. of a really fun. It's like a I know. truck. My wife you know, said that. I'm really, <laughs> my wife yeah. said that. She goes, "This thing looks like a Subaru Brat." I said, "You've been living too I'm really close to me." Really excited about that vehicle. I am too. So the brand across the board, they're doing great things. Yeah. I asked James Bell, who's communications um, uh, guru for Kia. You know, before I even knew about the Santa Cruz, I said, you know, the only thing missing from your lineup is a small pickup truck. He said, well, stay tuned. We may have something uh, for you. Now, I'm really excited about the new EB6 uh, electric car, the Ionic 5 that they're coming out with. So stay tuned. If you go to the Kia website, you can actually sign up for an invitation to find out more about the new Kia electric vehicle, the EV that's coming out on uh, the global launch is going to be on may 15th i believe it is yeah um but they've just got some great things you yep. know they're they're fun folks to work with their vehicles are terrific and the new 2022 carnival again i think the name is going to be the subject of a few hoots and hollers but yeah. once people get inside of it and, and and figure out that hey i'm getting a heck of a lot for my money yeah. here you know folks will kind of embrace the name and uh you know we can call if we can name uh, cars after horses, then why can't we name them after uh, festivals and carnivals? And yeah, you're at, of that and, and that's so. a and that's a positive thing to do, buddy. Thank you very much. I cannot yes, wait to get behind the wheel of that carnival. That looks really exciting. 
Yeah, I appreciate the extra time today, and I'll talk to you next week. And All right. uh, Brendan, thank you so much for your work with the board. All right. Keep up the good work, my friend. We'll talk to you down the road, folks. Thank You're you. listening to You Ought to Know right here on FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. Desperate for changing. Starving for truth I'm closer to where I started I'm chasing after you I'm falling even more in love with you Letting go of all I've on to I'm standing here until you make me folks well hey are you into uh fighter jets are you into the yes, fourth rap yeah well we got tom lou on the line and folks let me tell you what he loves both he loves the fighter jets and he loves the raptor in fact didn't there's there a story that like what 10 years ago when you first seen the raptor you just fell madly in love with it that's correct yes and then 10 years later son of a gun if you're not Working on the design side, that's got to be crazy. So, yeah, it's, what uh, you... it's really been a dream come true. Yeah. So, what 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 inspirations did you take uh, from, I guess it was an F-22 Raptor? That was correct. So, what did you take from that uh, uh, that plane to put into the Raptor design? Um, mostly the, 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 the side view of the fuselage where, um, you know, there's a crease that goes around the side of the, the airplane um, and creates this kind of very sharp and, and streamlined look. Um, and then you can see on the, uh, the third gen Raptor 2022, which is the new one that just came out. If you look at the body side of the truck on the front fenders and also on the, on the box outer panels, you can see there are two character lines that come off or shoots off uh, off of the uh, wheel arch uh, molding um, horizontally towards the rear. Um, that that creates kind of a triangle undercut or shadow, you can say, that kind of mimics that the, the structure of the airplane. Um, and also, if you look at the power dome of the hood, when you get a chance, you know, if I have an image or something, you can find it online, you can see that there's a center blacked out plastic power dome that we call it here at Ford that uh, that has that air extractor on a, on the top and has the, the wings on the side of it. Um, that was inspired by the, you know, the, the wings of the fighter jet, which has the kind of geometric shapes. Um, and then moving to the uh, front fender, and then you can see there's a fender vent that, that is near the, the driver's side and passenger side mirrors. Uh, that fender vent shape, um, I got the inspiration from uh, the the front, actually the front view of the F-22 fighter jet, where there are two parallelogram shaped opening or intake, uh, you know, on the two sides of the, the cockpit, right? And then that shape forms, uh, formed by a couple of surfaces, um, then you can see here the same thing on the on the Raptor, uh, the truck's uh, fender vent. Um, on the on the truck's fender vent, it actually it's a functional vent. It extracts air uh, out of the engine compartment, so it actually helps to cool the truck as it goes uh, drives and jumps in the desert, right? So it it kind of indicates the performance of the vehicle. Um, and then I think it's a great a connection that I that I drew uh, from the uh, fighter jet because on the fighter jet um, it has the, the intake that that kind of sucks air in it and kind of cools down the uh, and, and, and not cools down sorry um, kind of helps the uh, the uh, the fighter jet to perform right with the with the super yeah, does, fast it, speed does, does so it, it sort of extracts the. Uh... The airflow coming in once it's done its duty, it's got to go away. So it kind of that's kind of its exhaust. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, isn't it so interesting? The, mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look at the history of automobiles, how many designers have taken design cues from the aviation world? 
I mean, it's amazing when you really look at the history of, of design. That's correct. Um, it's not very often. There have been designs that are kind of in, inspired indirectly, uh, but in our case, because you know, F-150 Raptor truck shares the same namesake as the F-22 Raptor, and then they're also they're both the the leaders in their respective industry. So I think there's just that uh, there's that spirit that that was worth bringing together. So let me guess: you're going to go to SEMA and you're going to wrap one to look like an F-22 Raptor, right? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a good plan. I thought you, I thought you, I thought you would love that idea. I mean, so. It's really going to be, you know, and the Raptor has been so iconic ever since day one, you know, and that's that's the thing that that I love about it. So I cannot wait to see the uh, the twenty two. When will when do you say it's out now? Uh, it should be pretty soon. Uh, it, it's uh, it's out as the twenty twenty one model year, I, I believe. Uh, the information that I had from before was it was going to be available in the summer, um, but I'm not sure about the detail, but um, should be available pretty soon this year for sure. Well, you know but I'm going jump, to jump on the list to get one in the press fleet set down here to San Diego for a little radio and TV coverage. Yeah, that would be, be great. And then what I'll do after I drive it, I'll reach back out to John and then uh, we can do a backup interview uh, as well. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, let us know how you how you like it, how you feel, and and uh, share the experience of driving it. All right, buddy. Hey, it's good chatting with you, and I look forward to talking to you down the road. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. All right, buddy. Take care and check out that air museum. Thank you. We'll do. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.